Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Picardian. Jared Brandon in Tennessee. Hey, everybody, it's Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled <laughs> to death that you are listening to our show. As always. Where we spotlight uh, boutique builders of gear. What? Yeah, guitars, amps, pedals. Is that what pedals, these shows about? Doodads, whatnots, thingamabobs, I thought we talked cetera. about knobs. And uh, movers and shakers, people that are, uh, uh, you know, getting us to listen to the things. Higher ground. Taking us Demos to higher ground. Such. Influencers uh, and whatnot. Anyways, oh, I would say it. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening, welcome. If this is the 121st time you're or listening. Or the 256th time. Well, more than that. Maybe the 275th time. If it's the 288th time. Uh, no. This would be the 289th time. Ooh, 89 times. Yes, wow. 289th time you're listening. That's a lot. Then you deserve some kind of uh, treat for yourself. Go grab some ice cream. Especially if you heard the first episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've got a great uh, addition to the crew tonight. John Esterly with Rare Buzz Effects. Mm-hmm. Right My on. man. And then our actual guest. Go ahead and introduce you, actual guest. Uh, hey, I'm Zach. You're going to have to lean in on the mic. I am Zach Holloway. I'm uh, with Zero G IOD. Zero Yay! G. You said IOD. Implements of destruction. Implements of destruction. Okay, great. And <laughs> and those uh, uh, for the layman are pedals and such. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. good. Okay, um, <laughs> just so we were clear on what exactly you're making, uh, so that other people don't like all of a sudden like call some kind of mm-hmm. government mm-hmm. hotline or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got Zach, and you know it's cool because he's a he's a resident of the city of Cleveland. We tried to do this on the last episode, and it, it we, didn't really work out We need to look well. that up. I know. we got to sort it out. I'll talk to the Columbusonian. Uh, well, Ooh, I and, like that and one. And for the greater... Columbusonian. There's an Ohio builder, right? And mm-hmm. so we, we love spotlighting Ohio builders. Um, He's an Ohioan. Uh, he is an Ohioan. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That one we all know. We can agree. Um, Ohio. All of you out there who are like, we don't care. We're moving on. <laughs> don't worry. Um... So let's, uh, we got a couple of announcements real quick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before what? we start, where can people check out what you're doing, Zach? Uh, zerogiod.com, um, Instagram at zerogiod. Zerogiod. All right. Implements of destruction. Uh, I lost my pen. Implements of <laughs> destruction. <laughs> Ow. All right. You got to say it with me. Yeah. What? Implements of destruction. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's like a Jack Black like version, eighties action commercial. Yeah, yeah, like it's a, much like a toy action toy commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, Transformers. Yeah. Okay. That's, let's not. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> let's. Uh, we got a couple of announcements. Road. That's right. We need to thank Road Mics for Ooh. supplying our audio equipment, in which. Not only all four of us in the studio, but all five of us. Jared's using some road equipment in Tennessee. Yep. So well, it works you. in Tennessee. It does. Wow. All the way. It's a yep. long cord. The the impedance is just <laughs> terrible. Ultra low. Yeah. Ultra I got low a, impedance. I got an adapter. It works good. Yeah. Got no. If you're All in Tennessee, good. you got an adapter. <laughs> yeah. An adapter. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, we want to thank Road. Thank you for supplying all of our gear. We truly appreciate it. If you are a content builder and you're needing, you're like, I need 
camera mics or camera or like any, anything that you need to make content, it's pretty much they're starting to cover that. That's from an audio perspective, of course. But um, what about if you just want to put a podcast together? That is content yeah. creation. That's lumped oh, in the is greater that what that's called? whole of that. Yes. I never realized we were content Indeed. creators. Now, I have two pieces of announcements that I wanted to share. And one of them is... Very exciting for a specific person on the podcast. Me? But first, we'll get to that in a second. But first, um, I uh, so I caught on uh, on Guitar.com. It says, Digitech teases return with Blues Brothers clip. And it says, what? we're putting the band back together. And it had a Digitech logo on the little clip. And it was, awesome. you know, the Blues Brothers. I saw that. Now, specifically. Going to have a tough time with Belushi. Specifically, uh, yeah. Well, specifically, Guitar.com uh, list showed showed the Whammy, the Carcosa, and the Freakout. Now, those are all readily available in mass in the used market, Still. right? So, my question, kind of, would be to the group is like, if they're putting it back together, does that now? This was recently sold. Um, Digitech has changed hands several times over the last couple of years, but it was just recently bought by a, a South Korean manufacturer named Court. So Court now owns whatever Digitech was. Okay. There's no real back inventory that we're aware of. Mm, probably not. Not much. So what exactly does that mean? Are they going to put out new pedals under Digitech? John? Have you heard it? You, you're acting like you know you got the inside line or something. I, I cannot comment publicly, but when the podcast is over, we can have a discussion about it. Okay. Oh. Ooh. okay. John's building them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one at a time. Wish that were true. <laughs> yeah, the backlog's going to be terrible, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I forget about. The I guess thing, the bigger right? question though is like, would you? Well, if you are acquiring this, would you go back and just make all the old pedals because they're already like. Pedals have sort of a, a weird life, you know? Mm. Uh, what do you I, think, John? I would say, so I'll use the Whammy as an example because I think that's the one that a lot of folks associate most directly with Digitech. Um, I think there will always be a built-in demand for that pedal. Um, they do have kind of a shelf life in the used market just because part of it moves, and anytime something moves, stuff breaks. Right. So... There is a limit to how long they last, and I think for the most part, your average user would choose a new one if they had it available to them, um, unless they wanted, you know, there are some people that have a certain love for, you know, version one, version two, version three, version whatever, whatever however that Five, plays as out. Five, as I understand, is the one to have. But if, if, if you wanted, if you're, if you're not one. beholden to that, I would say that... Zach. I think five, yeah, was the latest. You one. need a oh, yeah, yeah, five. You, I think you was can the latest move that one. microphone towards <laughs> where you're sitting there, pal. Yeah. They do have articulating yeah. arms. Yeah, that's right. Tony, you want to help him out if you need? If you, if you need, you got it. You got it. okay. Mm -hmm. good. Articulate it. Yes, articulate. But no, I think I think there is particularly for the examples that you gave that they show in the article there that uh, there is a demand for those products that probably exceeds the used market. I think they're trying to capitalize on the, whatever the '90s wave is right now. I'm just saying, putting that out there. Putting that out there in the world. That's not the worst idea. But by the time they get all geared up to do all that, 
is that going to be a thing? Eh. Not poo-pooing, just uh, no poo-poo. Just uh, it's a check, good question. Just, it's you know, a good ask question. A question. I mean, I think it would I be like a it. good I idea. Like it. it would be a good idea if they could offer a pedal that had the original voicings, and then as an option, you could change the settings or whatever, or maybe a switch <laughs> that they could yeah. make some improvements. Because I mean, I've owned a number of Digitech pedals over the years, and they were not always in the same league many of their pedals were not in the same league as you know at the time like you know ibanez mxr yeah yeah some of those things so i think it would be kind of cool if they offered original voicings and then maybe with a flip of a switch or a couple of flips of the switch whatever they could offer some improvements because obviously chip technology has gotten better uh from what they were doing in the 90s. So I, I think there might be some options that yeah. they, could, they could do that. Well, that's worth mentioning, too. It's not just Digitech. It's the other... That's, like, this is... The web of ownership and sub-brands and everything for this is crazy. Um, DOD, who, who makes Carcosa, right. and, and obviously a lot of other pedals, that's lumped into the major buy because Digitech owned that. So I think they should really just focus on putting... Uh, changeable modules into guitars. Oh, yeah. There you go. I think there's well, definitely a market for that. What you were uh, saying before is like the Wazacraft with the boss so they could do their own Right. Yeah. True. Implementation of that. True. If they offered something new, I could see where people would want to, to get the nostalgic you know, vibe for it, you know? They do have a few like really rare stuff like the Space Station. Mm-hmm. The, the old, it's like, I think it's like a multi-effects unit, but yeah, some people say yeah. they're, they're really awesome. The multi-effects units are, are uh, boy, there's a graveyard of those things. <laughs> Gee, many Christmas. It's crazy. I have one that works. Yeah. I, I had, I had a, a G, what is it, a GSP-5. It's a rack mount unit. And when I was about 16 years old, I used one. Um, because my friend lended it, my older friend lended it to me. I couldn't afford to buy one, but I used it for a long time in my band. And then I recently I got nostalgic and I found one, and it works. It works fine. It works just the crummy way it did years ago, when it was even old when I got it years ago. Hmm. So it's it's just all it is for me is just a nostalgic. It just has nostalgic value. I don't really. So you're saying it's nostalgic. It is. But it's it's not something I would use or even consider using today, especially not live. It's really difficult to navigate. You know, it's yeah. it's not easy unless you use like one or two or three settings. But you know, if you want to use it for multiple songs, it'll it'll just get confusing and it's just too way way too complex. Yeah. Would, would you say it's that nostalgic? Nostalgic. <laughs> um, well, moving on. Nostalgic. This one's for Jared. Nostalgic. Yeah. It sounds Polish when you say it that way. Nostalgic. We all know who, who Jared's two favorite bands are. Uh, well, maybe, Zach, you don't know, but you're going to find out re real quick. Uh, Kansas and Heart. Heart. What? Kansas and Hart yeah. are Jared's basically two favorite bands. And guess what? They're touring Some together. Nope. Nancy Wilson of Hart to sell used gear on Reverb, including 
The SG used to play Barracuda. Ooh. Jared, you better put your house up. You better mortgage that thing. Wow. Yeah. So here we go, guys. It says Hearts Nancy Wilson. Hearts Nancy Wilson is selling gear used uh, she used to perform the band's hits such as Barracuda and Crazy on You. Uh, beginning October 19th, uh, fans will be able to purchase her used gear from the official Nancy Wilson of Heart Reverb Shop, which includes a collection of over two dozen items, including guitars, amps, and keyboards. Most prominently, Wilson's Gibson SG from the late 60s with a giant U.S. Marines sticker on it. A huge. Covers almost the entire back of it. Uh, that It's going to be... I'm curious to see how much that's going to go for, because that's going to be... That's going to be nuts, yeah. I guess she's just, what, throwing in the towel and that's it? Just not performing anymore or just wants to sell all the gear because she just wants to relax and retire? That's all very specific for a very general type question, yes. Didn't she just participate in something? Many Uh, things. uh, Well, I mean, I swear I just saw a video of her playing with... Like oh yeah, of, she you know she played with Pink. That's Pink, what it was. Pink yeah. sang that with her on stage for uh, Taylor. Was it Taylor Hawkins? That's what thing? it was. Yeah. She was at the Taylor oh, Hawkins. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, bling bling blong. Um, that's all. I saw Nancy uh, Wilson. If you want to know more about that, you can go to guitar.com and check a, it out. But a window glass, a window glass window. What? I saw Nancy Wilson in Cleveland at the Rock Hall of Fame while they were interviewing her. Yeah. And uh, Chris O'Dea and I were in the hallway, but the, the there was just a window instead of a, a wall that you couldn't see through. But, I mean, I suppose I could have just rapped on the window real hard and said, Nancy, look at me. I'm a fan. <laughs> but I, I didn't. I was just respectful and just looked. And I, I thought, man, I'm this close to her and I'm not going to be able to talk to her. This sucks. I'm glad that. There wasn't a wall that you couldn't see through. Then, then you wouldn't have been able to see him. I'm, that's, I know. I saw Nancy Wilson. She's you yeah. could have had X-ray specs. Yes. Anyhow, uh, let's move on. So, Jared, that one was for you. I saw that and I said, "Thank you." Jared's going to be excited about that, and I'm sure. I, I'm curious well, if you're going to try to purchase anything. Is, there's nothing for Kansas. <laughs> okay. No, that we no, know of. There's no. Actually, they didn't have. Sought after gear. The Kansas I mean, they, was a red herring I produced at the beginning. As it a was diversion. a true. That was a definitive <laughs> yes, red herring. It definitively it was. All right. This what's going on in our music worlds this week? We need to find out from Tony. Then we're going to check out our friend Zach Holloway. Two things, Todd. Mm-hmm. First of all, a couple of weeks back, we were talking about Louis Cato who is now the band leader on the... Kato! Kato! (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, On the Tonight Show, or not the Tonight Show, sorry, uh, Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Kato, you fool! (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Anyhow, and uh, I was saying at that time, I was always looking at the guitar that he was playing, and it was a Japanese Ventura Les Paul more or less custom. Okay. Uh, things that we, you know, that were not terribly expensive guitars up until fairly recently. And um, then I noticed he he still had that one on a stand, but uh, over the last couple of weeks, he uh, was playing a black Telecaster, which of course was not, it didn't say Fender on the headstock, it said Tokai. Uh-huh. 
So this was another cool guitar. And, and if you remember, we were talking about, well, geez, if, you know, if Gibson was smart, they would probably offer him a, 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 an endorsed guitar. An endorsement if an you're endorsement. in Tennessee. So a, a, about a week or two ago, he comes out with a red, like a 61 SG. Uh, really? Ooh. Yes, Gibson. And so Stephen Colbert says, oh, I like your red guitar, Lewis. And he says, it's a Gibson, you know. And he says, it's, it's red. It's a cool guitar. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody slipped them. Uh, Jared, do you have any uh, intel on that? I don't really know the artist relations uh, staff very well. They're great at what they do. I'll give them that. And they, they, it, it seems like two or three uh, artists out there that I wanted them to connect with, they did since I've been there. Hmm. Maybe they can read my mind. I don't know. Well, that's the dude cool. from Greta Van Fleet, the guitar fair player from from them, we grabbed him. Jimmy Page and <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. we already John have Jimmy Page right there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we we already have Jimmy Page, so now we have two, we have the young and the older Jimmy <laughs> yes. Page, and, and we also have, a yeah, he, dude, it, it does uh, it, wrapped it in an Hey, they're they're absolutely a legitimate yeah. good sounding fan. Sure, I'm glad sure. they do for what sure. they do. Doing um, it. Do they sound like Zeppelin? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we and also, that. the guitar player on Yellowstone. If if I know we have some fans out here that of the show that probably watch the show Yellowstone. There's an acoustic guitar player that is fantastic singer and player, songwriter kind of guy, country guy, and uh, we signed him too. So it's it's great. It we actually. Uh, yeah, we've got a great artist staff, actually, artist relations. So. That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, so, you know, they, they work hard. So, so the second thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> sorry, in addition to that, sorry, Jared, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yes, I did. Um, you know, in talking <laughs> with, you know, hobnobbing with my fellow guitar wizards, uh, repair shops and things like that, everyone has the same complaint. Do you know what that would be? Customers. Mm. The cost of electronics, mm. pots, switches, everything. I and, and I and I know this firsthand because I just placed an order so to stock my shelves for you know like some right angle switches and some pots and things. And pots for a hundred years were six dollars list. Cost is is fifty percent of that. A hundred years or more. I mean, they are now was- eight over eight dollars list. Yeah, switch and I. I prefer Switchcraft switches as opposed to the import ones. You can find some cheaper things, but things like an SG switch uh, used to be twenty-five-ish dollars list. They're now thirty-five dollars list. So they're like everything is up twenty, thirty percent on most. They're not going to lower the price. They're not going to lower the price after COVID. Well, and they're going to keep the COVID prices forever because they just are. Yeah, but it's, and I mean, it's just, torture everybody. but if you own a, a repair shop and, and even if you just want to replace like a, a, a Strat 5-way It's switch, hard to pass that cost on to the customers because they're not going to Well, it. yeah, the, I mean, you know, most places would charge maybe 20 bucks for a 5-way switch. The cost on them now, the list price on them is about 34 33 $34. Wow. Whoa. So, you know, it's getting expensive to fix guitars uh, and to build guitars. Yeah. And even if you're buying in huge quantities, it's it's just getting... So that was that seemed to be the common complaint amongst uh, guitar builders and, uh, and, and repair shops that I deal with. I got uh, it. I got the next boutique idea. 
Somebody start building switches. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Re Revelation. I could buy this $35 Switchcraft switch, or I could buy this $85 boutique switch. <laughs> yes, because it's made in America oh, with a guy with a leather apron and a mustache. You know, 20 bucks, 20 Switchcrafters, many Switchcraft switches are still made in the USA. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good to know. All right. Switches. Zach. What's going on in our in your music world this week? Oh, this uh, well tomorrow I. You've been here the whole time. I mean, it's you yeah. know it's it should not be a surprise <laughs> at this point. But go ahead. <laughs> um, tomorrow I am rehearsing with a new band that I just joined. Oh, cool! Called Speak Seldom. Okay. And it's it's not something I usually do. Tony was kicked out of that band. <laughs> Good. I spoke too Thanks. much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for opening up the but spot not for bad. me. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. It's um, like much. It's like a pop band, kind of pretty much. It, there's, you know, most of the tracks written on a computer or, or a... Like Korean doom pop? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm much more used to playing, like, in a three-piece, like, punk band. So I'm, I'm having a, a... So what define what does pop mean to you? Well, it's it's like a... It's more sorry, of like an pop, electronic kind of Pop kind of has like a, a dirty... It's, yeah, I don't know. know. I mean, it's, it's like... It's, I don't know, more pop than my other bands. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So it's got a synthesizer in it? Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of synthesizer, a lot of uh, like, you know, computer written... Like on a stand or with a strap? Probably on a stand. Oh, okay. You should yeah. have gone the cool route and had yeah, a strap. Yeah. The, the guitar <laughs> has just fallen so far from grace. Yeah, uh -huh. it has. It has. So that's it's right cool. up there but, with but the mandatella. So, so would you call it like pop punk or pop rock? No, or? it's no. They're more like electronic. I don't, I don't pop know. Pop electronica. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I'm playing guitar with that, and uh, can you give us a, a reference band? Because because every person in the audience is uh -huh. like, "What does it sound like?" Um, you go check them out on Spotify. I don't know what uh... Re reference band. <laughs> oh, you playing a rock band? Like what? They're kind of Zeppelin-y. Okay. <laughs> That's the longest mm, amount of silence yeah, we've ever had. I don't on really the show. know what to yeah. what to compare them to. Wow, well, so it's totally new. Like Joy Division? No, not like that. More, of, I don't know. Duran um, Duran. Yeah. Really? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, but really. <laughs> He's like, you're just getting this. Please tell us stop. <laughs> I don't oh, like He's done like, the spot. He's done with his music. Oh just yeah. let him stop. So are you, you're playing guitar, though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hungry, what the wolf? What kind of guitar? Um, well, I was kind of thinking I'd get a new guitar for this band. Cause oh, I, I like that idea. Well, I'm, I'm playing in my other band as a Mustang, uh -huh. and it's, you know, it's smaller, it's lighter. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. So what do you want to get for this one? I don't know. I'm maybe like a Strat or something. Because I'm no. doing more like kind of ambient sounds. Cool. Okay. A lot of reverb. Nice. All right. But I, I have an AC30 that I play in my other band called Sleep or Lack Thereof. Sleep or Lack Thereof? Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's just way too much. I got kicked out of that band. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he drank too much coffee. Oh, yeah. uh, boy. I don't know why. Whatever. But that's that amp's like way too much power. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking about going to some, trying something solid state or... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, or for taking that... taking something a lot smaller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually... Because there's, there's like backing tracks being played. 
and and drums so i don't really don't need the you, you might even out. not even have to do that on honestly you if if you got if you got keyboards and bass that are going direct i mean heck you could go out of like just an, an all-in-one rig mm -hmm. that'd be kind of you know like a head rush or something like that that'd be kind of cool right? that'd be really cool no amps i've got a trainer you can borrow mm -hmm. trainer yeah TS that's that's not have you been listening to what we're talking about I think a trainer <laughs> is the furthest thing away from <laughs> that. Fantastic oh my gosh. I don't disagree with you, but <laughs> but that that is not the, no, the, yeah, the same thing. A, it's a transistor amp, so it's Yeah, he said he was looking for solid state. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Well I was just talking about like got an a collection of thing, you know. Crummy solid state amps you can think <laughs> I'm on PV. Yeah. I do have a PV solid I got a great one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That sounds fun. Keep us abreast of what's going on yeah. with that. Thank you. D John, please. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I've got three, but two of them are going to be just brief touches. Uh -huh. So uh, got back from Vegas, back to Ohio Friday night. Got to see one of my absolute favorite touring bands, Slothrust, play up at Mahal's Wait, wait what? Exactly, right? Slothrust? That's exactly what they're called. Is it like coleslaw? No, no, they're uh, they're a three-piece power rock band. They're huh, absolutely really? fantastic. Huh? Great show. In fact, I've Could seen you spell that. that for wait, us? is it sloth rust? That's ex I mean, that is exactly how it is spelled and how it's pronounced. Two words. No, one word. One word. Yeah. So you could say sloth rust or sloth rust. Yeah, you could say it kind of however you'd like. Okay, I'm all not right. sure I hear the difference between those two yeah, things. But. Yeah. Well, sloth. Rust or sloth rust. Thrust. Anyways, I don't think there's thrust. I think it's rust. Rust. So it's a rusty sloth. Exactly. Okay, exactly. That's what we were trying to determine. But, okay, go ahead. But I, So this is the fifth time I've seen them, and this was the best show that I've seen of theirs. Uh, just really, really tight set, great. So um, nice. they've got four shows left in the tour if you have a chance. I think they're out east now. They went up, they got up what into do Canada. They, who, who do they sound like? Joy Division? <laughs> no, not like Joy Division. Um, they're kind of hard Durand. to describe. So the the they've got a, a fairly new bassist. In fact, he's new with them this tour. Um, the drummer and the guitarist, who are part of the original band, they both have a background in like classical jazz training. Huh. So you can definitely hear that in the way that their songwriting plays out. It's like King's X or something. I don't know that I'd go that far, but I mean, they're just kind of like the Beatles sludgy, like power trio. Music. Okay. Yeah. Sludgy power. Yeah. So Nickelback. So, so stone cream. Stone cream. That sounds like about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad you, get, you yeah. got to go do that. So got what's the other thing? So uh, the other thing, and Jared might be able to shed a little light on this. I don't know if it's public yet or not, but um, so I have been eyeing for a while now an Emily Wolf signature series mm -hmm. Uh, Epiphone, and she posted a picture last week of herself playing what is very obviously an Emily Wolf signature series Epiphone, but mm. it is not black. It mm. is matte white. Ooh. Still has huh. the gold hardware. So oh, it's a Sheraton. Yeah, there seems to be some some question of whether this is like kind of kind of a prototype. That's not a Sheraton. It, well, it's it is I mean, based on a Sheridan, Sheridan, but it's got the it's like a Trini Lopez. It's got Sheridan. the Trini Lopez diamond cutouts. Matte it's black. it's only got one it's black tone and gold. knob. I can support that. Um, but yeah, so it's I mean that is, 
I haven't really talked about it here, but that has been number one on my want list for a while. And mm. if they offer it in white, I mean, that's pretty much going to be a done deal for me Stay because I prefer white too. Well, yeah, it's kind of wondered. Oh, but wait, wait, uh, huh? I might, to... I might need to make a trip down to Nashville to visit to visit my good friend, uh, Mr. Brandon. But I still won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But uh, so, hey, hey, is it, is it I would Matt love for it, you to come down. Is it, is it yes. matte or is it satin? Or is it gloss? Am I just missing it? I think they just, no, it is, it's not gloss. I think they describe it as matte black. Yeah, it looks like matte, like a matte. with With gold hardware. And um, But what I like about it is it only has one tone knob. And I am, that is like, it fixes everything that I don't like about Gibson's. Most of the stuff. So. You, don't, you don't like the four <laughs> controls? I don't like four controls. I feel like that's redundant. I, I agree. I Hold feel on. like even three controls is questionably redundant. Hmm. You like two? It How looks cool, say? though. It does look cool. So, <laughs> uh, so those are my two quick ones. And then I guess I'm, I know you don't really like talking about like the stuff that we do that applies to the work that we do. But I think this what is are you a, talking about. I think this is a fun story that people will get a kick out of. So. I got some orders while I was in Vegas, and I was finishing them up yesterday and testing them. And uh, so six of them were Fuzba bombs. So I built one, took it over to the test rig, and tested it. And it made the volume louder, but it definitely didn't sound like fuzz. And I thought, man, there's something wrong with this. So I built another one. Same thing. Another one. Same thing. I get through five of these things, <clears throat> and all of them make the signal louder. And like the the timbre control actually like makes a difference in the volume or in the tone, but it, it it's not fuzz. Hmm. So I get out my oscilloscope and I start chasing. I mean, I spent probably an hour messing around with this, a whole chasing hour? the circuit. Yeah, chasing the circuit, and I'm like, you know, at this point it looks like square wave. At this point it looks like square. I get all the way to the end of the circuit, and it's square wave coming out the volume pot. And I'm like, there is no way this isn't fuzz. So I go back over to the test rig, plug it in, still just sounds like a boost. Well, I look down at the loop pedal that we always use to send a signal in, and the volume on the loop pedals turn all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fuzz bomb cleans up really, really well when you turn your guitar volume yeah. down. So oh I turn the God. loop pedal up, and there it is. There's a fuzz. So That, that same thing has happened to me actually live. As I was setting up and, I, and setting up my rig and I, with the HX stump, and in trans in, in uh, transport, the volume knob got turned back. But but I, I never touch it, so I never think. Never even oh, think there's to look a volume it. knob for that whole thing. And I was like, "What's wrong with my rig? Not now, not now." <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm looking, and and I was like. Wait a minute. And I looked and I'm like, oh, that's a volume. <laughs> I didn't even know it was there. So I guess I'm, an, I'm so smart. You know, let that be a lesson to everybody that, I mean, it is probably the stupidest thing that mm -hmm. you could possibly run into that's causing the problem. Yeah, Mind your volume knob. Mind your volume knob. Oh, oh man. How many times I build a pedal and test it and I didn't put the chip in? Oh, I've, I've done that <laughs> more than once. It's, I put the socket in, but I just didn't put didn't the, the IC yeah. in there. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, well, well, yep, now sounds great. <laughs> yep. So, Jared, oh, is there another thing? No, I was oh, going to say, hey, three? Jared, Jared, do your thing. Okay, Jared, do your thing, like John said. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you doing sit-ups over there? What's going on? Oh, I would be making a lot more noise if that was going <laughs> on. <laughs> So uh been with Gibson for over a year now. Love it here, yada yada. Um been working on a thing. Finally it came out last week. 
and can finally talk about it. We took the the pickups that we sell aftermarket, and we created a uh, new kind of not a totally separate business unit, but it's called the pickup shop, and <clears throat> that's where you order you know aftermarket pickups. And we added a bunch of new. Uh, products to that to choose from instead of the same old lineup you've seen for years. And we've changed some of our uh, processing, uh, the way we process things to, you know, kind of get stuff out quicker and, and things like that. And we're just trying to you know, streamline and better the process of selling aftermarket pickups. That's why they hired me. So we're, we're working on that. So we do this video to help promote the whole relaunch of pickups, and, um, and it, I'm in it. And as you. the pickup product manager, I am in it. And I just, since I got down here, I've just been overeating the brisket. So I'm kind of fat in this video. I mean, not kind of, I'm fat in this video. <laughs> and I know it. Like, it's just a fact. So I, the video finally came out, and it's on uh, YouTube. And the funniest comment, this guy said, holy crap, Jared Brandon looks like looks like uh, Tommy Boy. <laughs> and, this, and he said he <laughs> kind of like when David Spade told him that he didn't have much in his head. He kind of made, made, he made fun of me. Oh, uh, just squash him uh, like a bug? And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and then I reported it. <laughs> Way to go, Jared! Yeah. Uh, Don't make fun of me. I thought you did a good job. I mean, yeah, you and, really and did. He's it. wrong. He said, "I have a small head, man. I wear size eight hats. That's, it's just I can't wear regular size hats. I got a by giant the rest head. Of you. That's the thing. Yeah." yeah. Plus the um, angle. I mean, you have, you have to yeah, shoot up forced, so high. Forced perspective. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's what that I is. Don't know. Um, I laughed. It was funny though. So actually, um, it's the lack of forced perspective. If you if forced perspective was applied to Jared, he would literally have the head the size of a giant beach ball. Do you know what a good example <laughs> of that is? Uh, Cinderella's castle. In, yes, that's correct. So You're they use larger wrong. size stones towards the bottom, yes. and they get smaller, smaller and smaller and smaller, and smaller, and smaller as smaller they go and up. Smaller and smaller. It's an optical. <laughs> yeah, it's an optical it's illusion. An optical yes. illusion. Yeah. So we we kind of focused on the fact that we use old machines that we've had for a long, 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 long time. We have several of these old machines called Meteor three hundred ones. It's one that I had. In fact, I sold them one of mine. Oh. So now they have even more Meteor 301s, but these we use for a very long time. And uh, I was told that Seymour Duncan just recently um, highlighted one of their old machines as well that they bought from Gibson a long time ago, I think in response to our um, our relaunch and our – because we ne Gibson never talked about our winding machines before. They just never did. Right. So I thought that was nice, but – well, there you go. Well, but uh, congrats, yeah, Jared. It was nice to see you in, on 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 the internet. Yeah, we got a <laughs> yeah. lot of feedback on that. I was telling Jared uh, last night, actually. Uh, thank you. So many of you sent us messages of saying, "Hey, did you see Jared?" And you know, naturally, we did. But it, I just love the fact that everybody reached out and, and did that because yeah, um, thanks everybody. Yeah, it was really it was really nice because they genuinely were like happy to see you on that. Um, and I think there's a sense of uh, accomplishment, collective accomplishment that we 
And congratulations that we have for you uh, slipping into that role, man. We're we're all vi- uh, we're accomplishing vicariously through yes. you. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, honestly, guys, thank you very much to everybody, all the fans that you know uh, said those nice things about me. And it's like I was not joking around and being goofy for once. No, you're being straight. No, good it, job. It yeah. took like forty five. And takes, they finally but, got to hey. break out the IMAX camera. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Todd, what about you? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> briefly, if you can. Yes, briefly. <clears throat> well, so uh, a couple uh, a couple of episodes back, I mentioned that I got the Captor X, the Torpedo Captor X. Yes. And thinking that was going to be my solve all, you know, thing. And, and I started working on it. And I, was, I was really, uh, I, I, I won't get into it now. I will probably at some point have a bit of a, you know, like, hey, here's things I learned in doing this so that other people don't end up, you know, jumping out a window themselves too. Um, What I did do was I did a test. I said, okay, I need to actually see what this is going to sound like completely. So uh, I did a test from my amp into the Sennheiser uh, 906E into the... Presonus into my logic and I did that clean and I did it with the dirty pedal and then I performed that same test then through directly into the Presonus using some of the uh, you know some of the the sound things on 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 logic I can speak it's fine on on logic <laughs> and plugins. you know the plugins thank them. you thank you thank you um, that's why Tony's here that's why he gets paid the big bucks <laughs> thank you and then I ran it through the captor. Uh, and my goal was I, I needed to have a completely blind, like, what does this, does this sound good? And, mm-hmm. and, because I'm so used to hearing certain things. And uh, aside from it sounding, whether it sounded good or not, I needed to make sure that it wasn't a total utter hassle to, to, to use every time I wanted to. Um, there's still some things that I am questioning, but overall, I had John uh, Relay, who I featured in one of our recent Instagram posts, which is hilarious and informative. Uh, you should check it out. It's got the Marshall lamp on the front. It's actually really good. He talks about the uh, microphones we're using to mic that actual cab. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, John, don't open your eyes. Just listen. And he said, number two. Uh, number one, he just called out all the numbers and every, and they were all the captor ones. And I was like, well, okay, mm. I guess that answers my question is, is that, is that sound going to be the good enough thing? My problem with it is, and this is what I need to help. I, I, I'm going to ask him to kind of maybe help me out because it could just be a signal thing that I don't understand, but I can barely turn the amp up before it, uh, you know, before it peaks and, and, and goes red and you don't want that to happen, obviously. So mm. my, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get my sound out of my amp without going into the red? And it turns out there was a ton of people complaining about that. Oh, so so I was like, is that a thing with them or is that just a user error? Is it, you know, so I'm trying to figure that out. So it sounds like, so this thing plugs into your output of your amp, is that right? And uh, it goes from the spe- it goes directly out, out of your so it's speaker out into 
not from your speaker, but from the speaker out into the box output jack box. out of your actual amp. You bypass the amp speaker if you're in a combo, or if not, you just go straight into the box. So yeah. it attenuates the amp, mm-hmm. um, and it will also r- record directly into your. Uh, so it gives you it provides a speaker load, right? And it also attenuates, which right. Which well, and, in the and then the software, the which is really cool, it, it um, also somewhat, you know, is it overly complex? Possibly. Um, uh, that is cab sim, mm-hmm. and that's actually one of the really neat parts of it because you can just you can go, you know, you can either go crazy. Or you can just say, hey, I'm just going to stick within this bunch of cabs and, you know, play with the microphone. You get a set of microphones. It's, 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 it's a nice setup. Um, it would be really easy to get lost in the, in the options if you don't have a, a, a path that you're trying to follow. So for my purposes, the goal would be to say when we get pedal pedals shown to us then i can do the one minute wonders mm. and and have them sound as true as possible to what i would be hearing in my room coming out of my marshall or yeah. the, the, the supro or a fender or whatever anyways it's just the thing is it's a chunk of change right now i believe and it might only be for like a couple more days maybe this is already out but try if if it already isn't out uh uh, two notes ha- is is doing a hundred dollars off uh, the captor and a couple other products, and I think that they're it's they're also being matched the, the hundred dollars off on like Sweetwater and all that stuff. But oh, cool! Oh, wow! If this is still there, check it out and see if you can get that deal. All right. So, well, that's cool. <sighs> uh, you know, Tony. Yes, Todd. I recently just put together a couple of remote switches for the HX stump to give to uh, a couple of our patrons who also use the HX stump. Now, when you say remote switch, what do you mean? Well, it's a little tiny remote style box, like, you know, the size of a, uh, like a, uh, E pack of boost, cigarettes, EP boost size. Oh, okay. So, know, the so, smallest so the, size. What's mini the size? It's, it's a fifteen ninety. Yeah, 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 whatever it takes. That's the one. Yeah, whatever it takes. That's the one. Anyways, <laughs> so I built a couple of these, but the thing is, you can't just plug a regular patch cable into it. Why you not? have to have a TRS, a tip oh, ring sleeve cable. Oh, so you're using a stereo jack? Well, it's. Technically, a tip ring sleeve cable, Tony. Oh. But in effect, yes. Um, so it, you have to have that in order to, to make that work. And it just so happens. Well, which end needs the stereo tip? Or which need, end needs the TRS? The what? The HX stomp or the pedal that you're building? Yes. They're both. Both the, ends. Both ends have it, you weirdo. Oh. anyways so my point being is that i made these and i said well if i'm going to make these you know it's going to be a real hassle if people have to go out and get their own trs cable and then i have to give them the whole spiel of like well if you're going to do that you should go and get a tour gear so i just got to and the recipients of said pedals are also going to get a tour gear designs trs patch cable that's awfully nice. It is. Thank you. Uh, anyways, 
uh, our supporters deserve it. So there you go. So thank you to Tour Gear Designs. Oh, by the way, if you need one, you're like, wait, 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 wait. I need a, I need a TRS cable. I need two of them. Or, or patch cables or both. Everything. You can go to TourGearDesigns.com and save 10% off your entire order. How do you do that? Using, well, you, by using the the guitar knobs all, all lowercase, one word all one all word lowercase in the coupon code I and believe or the coupon code either way and you're gonna save 10 percent <laughs> off of your entire order so thank you to tour gear designs for sponsoring our four on the floor jared let me get a little bit of this one two one two three four on the floor all right zach holloway of zero g what is your four on the floor uh well uh my first one is Ivan is DE seven. Whoa, mm. it's my all time favorite delay pedal. Probably my favorite pedal ever. Ever. Awesome. It Interesting. Sounds, it sounds so good. Is that that's digital? Uh, it is digital. Delay. It has um kind of like a digital and analog switch. Uh-huh. It says delay and echo, but ah. the the analog faux analog sounds really really nice. Oh, that's cool. Uh, now, what does, uh, that's one of those... It's tone lock, yeah. It's got yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's got the tone lock on it, but, um, it's weird because aesthetically, they're kind of sucky. They're so, yeah, it's just they're, like, they're it's, really, a, it's just a box, it's like just, the most box shape of any... It, yeah, it, it's the most impersonal, but the only way the, that that could the, be the, even more impersonal, if it, if, if it was early computer beige... <laughs> that that would then it, that would actually might be retro cool. I, I feel like they were that color when they started, and they've just now aged to this gray, gray, this uh-huh. a washed out gray. Yes. Well, anyways, I'm glad you like that pedal. They mm-hmm. also have the kind of knobs that have the the round the like the button top, the rounded. It, they ones. push you push they, them down. They, in they like push a down, yeah. but there's something about that style knob that uh-huh. also is like. Eh. It's not a favorite. The, the Marshall, uh, like the governor and stuff, had, had uh, the, the remake of those, had, the, had those knobs on. All the Marshall knobs at that point uh, in time had those same kind of knobs. Mm-hmm. Also kind of just sort of, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But I, but I think you're but missing. But it sounds the, awesome. You're missing the whole point of being able to push the knob down, down into the pedal so that you don't inadvertently change the settings. Oh, I totally I mean, that understand is, that. That's, that's genius. That was Earth shattering. You can tell how important a feature that is by how many pedals still use that today. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The people went ran away with that. Well, they locked it down. You know, nobody well, else yeah, could do it. Obviously. Yeah. And they're like, we need to do something new. Cease and desist. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, from what I what I've understood about people who own the seven series pedals, the, the seven series Ibanez pedals, is that they the ones who do have them really love them. But you have to get them and start to love them before you can love them. That's you, the kind you of problem. You also have to be okay with the switches not working after a while. <laughs> <laughs> and or know how to replace them. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's a feature. You, yeah. get it, you get it on. It's a feature. And it's, some armor all. Oh, he needs armor all. <laughs> okay, how about number two? Um, the BBE Busta Grande. Okay, yeah, is really that's an nice old favorite. It's, yeah, it's it's one of the cleanest boosts I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's and in that it's, sort of like old big box because they why not, but not uh-huh. really a real case for a big a box. Smaller one, maybe, but 
Yeah, there was a big. It yeah. was it was ugly. Yeah, orange. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, a favorite of the country folk, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and also BBE was one of the early um, transducers, undersaddle transducer manufacturers for acoustic guitars. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, Barkus Berry. Barkus Berry Electronics. Am I right? Is it electronics? Yes. Hey, check me out. Uh, <laughs> number three. Um, Long time. It's either electronics or equestrian. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Can it, can, it, can it be a clone of something I built? That's. Did you build it? Yeah. Then you no. know the answer to that. Is that a no? That's a hard just, no. Okay. Just say the thing that it's a clone of. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. Todd will make peace I, with I didn't it. Change Appease anything. the court. The, uh, <laughs> the, the Love Tone Doppelganger. Okay. Uh, sounds really gets really useful. Has a lot, a lot of uh, sounds. What does it do? It's a phaser. Yeah. Um, it's a dual phaser. The LFOs you can get one, or you can get a second one, kind of modulating the first one. And it, it kind of, you can do it in and out of phase with each other. Really cool. That that looks like a pedal that has a lot going on so since you admitted you built this one i guess i'm kind of curious is it two phasers that then sum together at the end or is it like two lfos that control the same mm, phaser yeah okay i think so okay huh interesting i have a biphase it probably does the same thing. Uh, oh, there we go there's with the, the mutron again mutron. it's all awesome. right, right on Jeez. schedule Merry christmas uh <laughs> Now you can ride that pedal. It's that's, so big. That's vintage. Ride it into battle. That's called vintage and rare. That, those are listening for like yeah, a I, thousand I would, bucks. I would never be able to own a real one. Yeah, gotcha. You uh, can come down to Tennessee and check mine out. But, but that's okay. <laughs> We're not talking you about my face, Jordan. You don't have one. Yeah, I do. You got a convertible. Oh, you got a camper. <laughs> <laughs> You can check it out. Come on down. All right. You can. What's number four? Um, I'm going to go with another old one, the DoD 250 Gray. Oh, great choice. Great choice. Gray 250 Gray box. The DoD. Well, Mm -hmm. that that brings the uh, DoD thing around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is is that type of effect? Overdrive. Very good. Is it loud? Sometimes they call it a preamp. Ah, and that's that's an interesting one. Uh-huh. We talked about that a couple episodes ago because people are calling things preamps. Because you can put it before your amplifier. But that's not, right. But technically, isn't every pedal a preamp? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a preamp delay. Now, you said the gray box? Yeah, I don't know like what the, the values are a little different. I don't know... I can't tell you exactly how it sounds different. Oh, but I, oh, but oh, I really oh. Like, yeah, it's like it. Yeah, it's reverse. It's 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 the reverse of. I was thinking, like, uh, it was like light gray and all that. So it's basically almost the identical inversion of the yellow box. With so I it's got so. yellow, yeah, y- so yellow silk screen mm-hmm. on top. I got you now. I got you. I'm I'm, I'm following. I'm following. Um, what turned you onto that? I don't know. It just sounds really good. Okay. I really like the the two fifty. Um, it you can it goes with anything. Is there a difference? <laughs> you can, to, do you find between the mm-hmm, gray and the yellow? It's subtle. I don't really know how to explain it. I just really like the. Is the, that a tone thing? Is it a distortion? Yeah, the paint thing? changes the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why the, the gold clones sound better than the silver ones. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Everyone exactly knows that. I mean, obviously. Cool. Plus, uh, the, the goop is different. Yeah. Now, actually, Elad Mizrahi of Gear Ant actually put the yellow and the, and the gray, I believe, in the same box. So the yellow jacket is a 250 on one side. Yeah. And it's the gray box, and then it's the MXR distortion. That's plus. right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Which is same circuit, different values. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we have John here tonight. I know. Me too. Um. Anyways, well, hey, that's really cool. Thanks. I I, I still uh, every time I see one of those old uh, 250s come up, I'm like, ooh, ooh, and then somebody's like, I'm gonna want maximum dollar for that. I'm like, damn it. I gotta find I somebody that doesn't really know. D-O-D-O. Uh Well, anyways, that was a lovely stroll down four on the floor lane. Uh, thank you for sharing those with you, uh, with us and yourself. Maybe <laughs> that was the first time. I'm not really sure. But we need to find out a little bit more about zero G. That's what we're doing right now. So we're going to spend the next uh, four minutes talking <laughs> about. <laughs> all right. That's all we got left. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, a lot music of good discussion. This, the music world this week has taken far too long, so you only have now three minutes. Yeah, oh. no, no, a few more than that. But anyways, so Zach, you you're uh, you're called Zero G. Mm-hmm. What is that? Where does that come from? Uh, um. They're weightless. They float. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this thing float. You can you can use them in the International Space Station. They just plug right just in. Just sounds the, cool. Uh-huh. Zero gravity. Yeah. yeah. Um, my friend Greg and I started this you know, years ago. We were just kind of doing clones and mm-hmm. putting decoupage and collages on the boxes. We both were like sci-fi and space. Cool. And it matched up with Z and G. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I put that together. You can no, it yeah. I I didn't I didn't even realize it at first, but yeah. It, yeah. Uh-huh. Cease and desist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. C and D. Yeah. C and D pedals. Uh-huh. I didn't really realize that at all. No, I mean it was. I yeah. I've realized that for year, been years now, but. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, now you have you you provided us a pedal to play with over here. What do we have in front of us? This is the fuzz after tomorrow. Okay. It's based on a bad movie. A bad movie? Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> Thank you very much. A great, a great bad movie. Okay, which is called the the day after tomorrow. I'm just checking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it, it's you're gonna have to provide most of the answers <laughs> to, to the interview in order for this to work. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, so you have the floor. Tell us all about why did you make this? What's the big deal about it? I started this one when. Uh, Champion Lucky announced he had like a, a contest called End of Days Fuzz Challenge. Cool. It's I mean it's not really like a official thing. It, well, just, <laughs> nothing nothing about cha- Champion uh-huh. Lucky is official in any way. And shape, I don't or even form. know how many people were actually really doing it, but so I uh, thought I'd do you know name them after bad disaster movies. Uh huh. Um, it's uh, based on the SRS EQ Exciter. Okay. Which is basically a fuzz face with like a, a buffer at the end. Okay. And a cool tone control. Did you, What else did you add? Anything else that you're adding to that? Yeah. Um, there's a toggle switch for the sets of the bias. Okay. Um, 
three three positions and then a, an extra momentary switch that further biases it. So if you hit that momentary, you get a, a, a more bias or a mm-hmm. different bias altogether. More extra, a little more gating. It's most noticeable in the top position, which is the future tense. Um, middle position here is like a uh, more of a smoother, less biased, and the bottom one is like your classic BuzzFeed. Right there, you kind of okay. bias. Cool. So is, when you're saying it, it sets the bias, is that meaning it's adjusting the voltage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the transistor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I found I found I like the the vintage uh, the best mm-hmm. out of all three positions. So for those that may not be as familiar with the term bias mm-hmm. in, in, in reference to the pedals and the sound, tonally, uh, sound effect-wise, what is that doing? So if, if you're, you know, a correctly biased fuzz pedal is going to you know, have that sound, that, vintage, that fuzz face sound. And if uh-huh. you, you know, misbias it by, you know, giving it less voltage, it'll get a little more sputtery, gated. Yeah, kind of. John. I mean, it, what bias does is it affects where your signal, what I would say, where it's floating between the voltage rails. So somewhere between 9 volts and 0 volts, you've got a little sinusoidal wave floating. And if you adjust the bias one way or the other, you're going to move where that signal is floating. And depending on the rest of the not circuit... The, not the height or the peak of the wave. Right, but just where just it is where physically it is going to be level-wise. So yeah. say you've got a one-volt peak-to-peak. We'll get nerdy here for a second. You've got yeah. a one-volt peak-to-peak, and your bias is right at the center. Well, then you'd have, you know, around the four-and-a-half-volt mark, you would have a half-volt up and a half-volt down. Right. Well, if you change the bias, you're actually shifting that same one-volt peak-to-peak either up or down on the voltage rail. And depending on the rest of the circuit particularly with transistor-based circuits, it dramatically affects how that sounds because you might clip in the transistor or it might not, part of the signal might not end up getting into the transistor so you get the sputtery sound or it might break down to the point where it just doesn't pass signal at all. So Right, really, and the term gatey comes to mind too. It's, it's not letting the signal through. Right, yeah. right. Interesting, yeah. So sometimes you get a fuzz pedal and you're like, you can you really have to dig in to actually get a sound out of it. That's super, super, super right. radiant bias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that so? What you you started off with a, a, a fuzz face bass, right? Mm-hmm. Is that one of your favorite circuits, or wh- what was the genesis of of choosing that one? No, um, the EQ exciter just sounded really good. Um, just an interesting take on the fuzz face. It's. That even that circuit is kind of an old one. Yeah. Now too. Cool. Uh, and anything else about that particular pedal that uh, is, uh, you know, um, unique, exciting. This one has a a face uh, face plate that's a PCB printed, um, you know, circuit board just like what's inside. Yeah. Um, and it has like an ink layer and some exposed copper for like that metal. That look. is a cool look. It is, it's and yeah. John uh, actually Hokusai. John actually helped me when I was trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks John for doing that. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a huge fan of uh feudal Japanese mm-hmm. history and and art and literature and stuff. Wave. Mm-hmm. And so I was like I pulled it, I'm like I know that. Famous, very, very famous, arguably uh-huh. one of the most famous Japanese prints ever. But um, why don't you talk a little bit about the uh, the end switch, the momentary switch that uh, also adds 
I'm assuming it adds bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that just further, you know, misbiases it to, you know, give a momentary kind of extra sputtery. I really like stuff that has a momentary I stuff do you too. can use. I do too. In a live setting. Yeah, and that's that's unique mm-hmm. uh, to fuzz pedals. I mean, I haven't seen that, you know, using a momentary like that before. So I think that's kind I, of a cool I, feature. That'd be a great way to like uh, let a chord die out. Mm-hmm. Like if you just if you're rolling like a nice smooth fuzz and then hit that and it just like dies out. That I think that'd be a cool cool fact uh, uh, effect. Easy for you to say. I know. I know. Oh, Long day. Um, so uh, what else? Uh, how 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 did you kind of fall into the said building of these devices? Um, I've always loved guitar pedals, and I it kind of got on my radar a long time ago. And for a few years, I was kind of like, "Man, that's really cool. I'd love to wish I learned how to do that." And then my friend uh, Greg came back home uh, to Columbus for a work thing, and he was like, "Hey, you want to? I just built a pedal. You want to build one?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and, then, and then it started, <laughs> and that was and that it. was it. Uh-huh. Cool. So I I used I got my start. Um, building a lot of stuff on strip board, which is like metal rows and you can cut, make cuts in them and put links in them to kind sure. of, kind of, it's a really DIY version of circuit boards. Uh-huh. Um, there's a site called tagboardeffects.com mm-hmm. that I used for years. Just cause you can look up something like, Oh, that's, that sounds interesting. And yeah. I, could, I could build it. If you I, don't if have, I have to be parts. an electronic engineer yeah. <laughs> to, to do these things. You just Mm-mm. have to have, an idea. If you can do paint by numbers, yeah, kind of kind of thing, um, and pick up pick up stuff as you go. Yeah. Uh, what has been the most intriguing part about the whole process to you? Um, probably just seeing what, how far you can go, what what you come up with that you know you didn't think of, or you know, what kind of sounds you can get out of pedals that you haven't. Yeah really done before when at what point do you run out of your work area and go tell your wife the great idea that you come <laughs> i mean that right i mean that's that's a big part of it she she just stares at me like i don't i don't know any of those words so i just i text all my friends <laughs> yeah that's cool um do you have any uh builder uh, i guess inspirations uh, people who've have uh I guess helped you along the way, or or that you would like to are trying to at least match or emulate. Um, pretty much everyone. <laughs> there's so many. There's a lot in Columbus, like John here, Rare Buzz, um, my friend Zach Malay's Forever Customs. Sure. Um, Phil over at Catbox Customs mm-hmm. does some really really good looking stuff too. So we talked briefly about DIY stuff and how that got you into uh, pedal building. I know you've um, recently introduced the kind of the pizza box effects. Can you, can we talk a little bit about that? Because I just think that's cool, like having the because it's it's different effects, right? It's not just the same effect on the on different colored boards. You've got like multiple. It's um, fuzzes or yeah. So for my Instagram subscribers giveaway, I did uh, two PCBs. And um, I made like a little pizza box, <laughs> and I made them pizza shaped to sell to put them in. One is um, they're both fuzz, but one's a fuzz Peroni, and the other is called Three Cheese. <laughs> they're just you know some vintage fuzz clones. 
So are they actually working, or is this a box of stuff? No, you can build them. They're for sale. And so, I did a, a one So it's a DIY kit? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, just that's the, what I was trying just to get at. circuit board. Gotcha. Not, not a full kit, but... Oh, I see. I see. It's an actual circuit board. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was thinking that it was uh, like a, a box of components or something like that, but it, it's it's a, a an actual... Yeah, that's clever. Okay. And then see it comes in like the little pizza box. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I really like doing circuit layouts. Um, it's probably my favorite part of pedal building for some reason. I don't know if it was like a calculator game or just a computer game, but where you had to arrange the the cars to get the one to get the car out of the parking I lot. I love that game. You know, it's it's like that. Yeah, that actually <laughs> started on not a computer, which was actually like. We we actually have the analog version of it, and you put the little you follow the card, and you put the thing in this way, and then you have to like move them out. Uh-huh. Love that game. It's very cathartic. Yeah, PCB layout. I mean, you just you lose hours though. That's the problem. You'll sit down, and it's just like three hours are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, tonally, uh, who uh, I guess would you do you model your ideas after people that 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 exist that play. Or like, you know, would you be like, oh, I really like, you know, John Mayer's sound or whatever. And I, I'd like to, I want to make something that kind of sounds like that. Or Not any specific guitar players, like tones, but there's probably a certain songs that I've, you know, was, I guess, I guess I could say um, Incubus. Okay. When I first heard that, he's, he's doing those like phaser delay volume uh-huh. swells. Yeah. That was like that was one of my first uh, times I really was like noticed effects and Eureka moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So I've I love phaser and delay. That's still probably my favorites. Those are your two favorites. Are you, you going to be doing something in the phaser delay game or maybe I would I I like to I I don't really know uh, where I'd start with phaser. Yeah, phaser's a tough one because it's it's a relatively singular thing and it's not necessarily a tone based thing that you can really yeah, it can be really. I, li- I like doing like a subtle subtle phaser yeah instead of a chorus kind of for a like a movement mm-hmm. do you have uh, you like a lot of different options on things as opposed to like you know a phase 90 when it's just like well I really like the phase 45 the four stage Phaser is, is, is more subtle than the Phase right. 90. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I'm not a fan of the Phase 90. It's really wishy. <laughs> it's too too much. It's a too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's uh, what's next in line for you with this? Um, just come. I try to make whatever ideas I have. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, quit his job. Go full time. Start a band. I'm I'm just a stay at home dad, so this Good is my job. Hey, he's Perfect. halfway there. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so, in the world of the pedal of of pedals and people who are building them, um, I think one of the things that when we are talking to other builders, the the thing that you end up chasing is yeah yeah you want to get your tone, you want to get the effect right, but you also there's a desire to do something that people haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only just with either their tone or maybe an effect, like, you know, you threw in your momentary bias, which is a really cool idea. Um, but 
also aesthetically, mm-hmm. you know, aesthetic is big, big it's deal to me so too. hard to to do something. It's like, well, you can make it you can make a design different, but it's it still might be a silk screen on a Hammond box. Is that okay? Do pe- or, or do do you do people push beyond that? You know, um, I, lots of companies have done their own, you know, bending and manufacturing and stuff to try to make it feel different. And I've heard a lot of people say actually that like if I walk in and I see uh, just a bunch of square boxes, I don't care. And I'm like, to me, I think that that's just personally, I think that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but. Um, I understand the idea that if 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 all of the uh, components are the same, and the only thing that's different is basically the color, okay, I can get there a little bit. But j- based on that assessment of things, what elements are driving you to to do your own voice with your pedals? Um, the aesthetic is big with me because you're you're playing them. You're looking down, turning the knobs. Like so many boss makes, you know, some of the best pedals, but they just say what they are on it, and that's yeah. kind of it. And sometimes you you not really inspiring you to create kind of music or do something weird. Yeah, I think that's uh, an astute. Uh, but, uh, observation it, it does put off a lot of people. Some people don't, they don't want it to look as utility as possible. That's Jared. <laughs> yeah. Jared doesn't want anything on his things. Um, huh? Yeah. Hmm? On your pedals and stuff. I like everything on my hot dog. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you better not uh, like ketchup on the hot dog. You know what? I, I actually stopped using the pedal attachment gizmos, the whatever, because I changed... I don't really gig out anymore, so I um, unfortunately so. But I do still change pedals you out on my the, board. These things for the fun of it. So the, you mean well, Velcro? Is that what you're talking about by pedal attachment? No, no, no. I have the. I don't remember. Explain it, Todd. Dude, no, all of us are looking at. <laughs> none of us know what you're talking that's, about. I think that's you why mean, we were looking. No, you remember, the little, remember the one I, the I used Velcro things? on it, and I wasn't supposed to. You're supposed to buy those. Oh, the little clippy oh, things. Oh, the clippy things. The okay. Things. So you're not using board. You have a temple board, and you didn't buy the temple mounts. That's right. That's I where they get you. They board. give you the board for free, but you gotta buy the mounts. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you pay a billion dollars for the little thingies and never have enough. Yeah. So I don't use them. I just stick them on the board and hope for the best. Cross your fingers. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Zach, for sharing your insights on your pedal. And uh, Thanks for having uh, me. I think um, people will be uh, enticed to try out that the the momentary bias. I think that's a really good idea. Um, we are going to. Gas up, gas up, the, gas up, the, gas El up the El Camino. We used a ton of gas last week. That's right. That's gas right. has come down just a touch, so yep. probably best we did this week and not yes. last. So we're gonna swing on by and see what Jared has going on. Jared, oh man, it's so good to see you guys in the El Camino to play a little game of Would You Rather. This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by Jared Brandon. Who? Me. I'm familiar <laughs> with that guy. Myself and I. Yeah. So anyway. Is that the guy in Nashville? So, 
supposedly, you're walking down the street. And you're like, holy crap. It's April. And I got to pay my taxes. And I'm running out of time. So you see the YMCA nearby. You walk in and you go to the sauna. And you have a a little talk with Maury, Maury Sline. Do people do that? Or is it, are we in the forties? What is this? Are you wearing? So a, you're a, are you wearing a fedora? See, you got yeah. the YMCA <laughs> to go have a sauna. What? Yeah. Oh, they still have saunas at the YMCA. Let me tell you. All right. All right. So you're you're talking with Mari Sline, and he's a bookie. You know, so he's he's a booking agent, and he says, "Listen, I got I got two gigs for you. Okay, two gigs." I was really the hoping you were going to go with horse racing here. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The first gig I got for you is down in Florida in August with Murph and Magic Tones all day in the mo- in, at, at Disney in the heat. Outside in the heat at Disney. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Whatever the other one is. you're wearing the old school <laughs> polyester. You're wearing the old school polyester suits like in the movie. The... Like and like band band tuxes, big like the time. ones they still it's have. Be hot, yeah, hot. It's gonna be horrible. Yeah. Or gig number two, he's got a spot for you at the, at Macy's Thanksgiving Parade as Spider Man guitar player in the Super Friends band. <laughs> but you can't wear a jacket or anything. Oh. You just have to wear the tights. And it'll be Chicago 10 degrees wind out. That's it. Thanksgiving with just a Lycra well, body Macy's, New York. Well, the Macy's parade would be in New York. Oh, well, yeah. There's one in Chicago. There's not. There isn't one in Chicago. There's yeah, there. it's called the uh, they do a, Macy's Day Parade uh, in New York. Why was I thinking it was in Chicago? Okay, anyways. New York. Yeah, it doesn't matter what gear you have. It doesn't matter. There you go. You could be playing the best guitar in the world. It doesn't matter. You're going to be either sweating and miserable in Florida in the polyester Murph in the Magic Tone suit, or you're going to be in the Macy's Day Parade as Spider-Man playing the guitar, (laughs) freezing your nads off. That's awful. That may be the or best would you rather we've had. Wow. That's uh there, there is not a good solution oh. any either one. Uh, the only or thing that would make outcome. that worse is if they if you have to have a strat, then both. Maury Klein <laughs> strikes again. Oh boy. Uh wow, that was very that was highly imaginative, mm. Jared. Thank you for sharing that. Um yeah. Tony, go ahead. Uh there's just no good answer here. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jared. Ugh. You got to uh, pick one. All right. I'm going to do... Uh, uh, I think I'd rather sweat than freeze. Uh-huh. So I think I'm, I'm going I'm going that route. I'm going to do the, uh, the... What is it? Mervin the Tones or Mervin Murf, the... Mervin the Magic Tones. Mervin the, the Magic movie. Tones. What movie? Blues Brothers, you doink. Oh, Blues Brothers. Okay, yeah. That's what yeah. the band's called it? Murph and the Magic Tones? I really got that movie. That's what yeah. like, a, a, like a sixth of the band is called. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's okay. Uh, I sent you a picture. <laughs> he sent you a picture, Todd. <laughs> oh, yes, Todd. He did That's send amazing. I'm doing the show right now, so I'll... I'll I, I, that's, that's my answer. I'm going to go with that because I, I just... I don't like cold. Sorry. Yeah. I'd rather sweat. Well, you get to play yeah. with uh, Tom Malone and... Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see. Let's go to John. 
So um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, without even a doubt. I mean, when you were talking about Florida in August in the heat at Disney World, that like you could have said anything. And that would have been the answer. <laughs> yes, because that, that like I am not. This this body is not designed. for I would Florida have played eat. a deli slicer that's, at that point. Right. <laughs> um, so, and, and I mean, being from Jared, you know this. Being from Northwest Ohio, there's really no amount of cold you can throw at me that's gonna bother me. Uh, so. Right now, having lived in Minneapolis for uh, several years. I can yeah. I can attest well, yeah, that but, there is cold. But you're you're from California though, so your baseline uh, is yeah. you know quite a bit sunnier uh, than ours. Uh, anyways, but yes, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade without even a doubt. Okay, all right, interesting. Uh, Jared, about yourself? Definitely the Macy's Day. Um, yeah, I've been up to Wisconsin and Minnesota in the winter, and the kids are playing out on the playground at five degrees. Yeah. And they were just, we drove by and, and there they are outside. I'm like, oh my God, look, the kids are outside. It's five degrees out. Didn't phase them. And uh, I would rather be cold and not feel my feet and maybe get whatever sick rather than I cannot stand tropical weather. Yeah. I can't stand it. The oh. rum's always gone. You're just sweating all the time. Why is it's the rum miserable. gone? Because it is. The rum's always gone down there. It's just, he's not wrong. It's a fact. Yeah. Miserable. Well, you just can't fall down or something at the Macy's Day Parade because some, somebody might come up and do the old uh, Empire Strikes Back Tauntaun maneuver on you and <laughs> climb inside you. <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> I think I'm small enough I can fit in, Jared. <laughs> oh. uh, Zach, how about yourself? I, I got to go down to Florida. Yeah. Uh, my hands wouldn't work. They just would, they just stopped moving. Oh, that, that is true. That is true. Didn't really think. I wouldn't I even do care if my hands didn't work. See, well, if, <laughs> if, if it's that hot, you just pass out and then you get out of the Just gig. use an Ebo. Yeah. <laughs> just use an Ebo. Or a sustainer. This is really, really hard because um, I, the, the heat just the piercing uh, roasting blazing heat is something i do not like mm. i really really don't like it there's all kinds of heat there's dry heat there's wet heat there's all this stuff but there is a different kind of heat a radiating heat that's the thing radiating is the thing that i can't take where i'm just like mm. i got to get i got to find some blazing <laughs> That's the way it was in the summer. I, I went to uh, visit the Georgia campus in summer. Mm. And I, I was literally, I'm not even kidding you a little bit. I was running from tr from tree shade shadow to tree shade shadow because I didn't have <laughs> oh, a hat. Yeah. And I saw, I, I thought my, my the skin is going to burst into flame. It was, <laughs> I, was, I hated it. I'm not doing that. Anyways, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Macy's God. too. I'm going to go to Macy's too because because then I'm just going to pay some other clown 20 bucks to hop in that suit and I'm going to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. I'll meet you there. Yep. All right. Well, that was a pretty fun one, Jared. We need thank to thank a few people really quick. That's right, Todd, because at this point of the show, there is a very special group of people that we love to thank. And they're going to get pickup shop stickers soon too. Ooh. I love it. I love that. Do I, I get one? Do I get one for yeah. my door? Absolutely. Thank you, Jared. 
These are our executive producers. Now, what's an executive producer, you might be asking yourself? Well, an executive producer makes this show possible. Each level comes with a... Oh, how do you become one? Gosh, Tony, how do you become an executive producer? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked, John, because you just go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with a special thank you gift package. But there's one thing more, Jared. What is that? You get to have your name on the thing. You get your have red, your name red on red the on the thing. Red, red, right. read it, read um, it, read it. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers: Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, James Hart. No, Matt Hart. Matt Hart? It's Matt Hart. James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemolero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Estale <laughs> from Rare Buzz Effects. I'll give him an extra plug today since he's sitting here Aww. staring me down. <laughs> Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. What? Yes. What? You are correct. Don Kloss, Greg Randall, Gregory Randall. Let's call him Greg. We're, we're buds. Uh, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, and Andrew Dahan. Oh, my. Thank you so much. Wait, Todd. All right. Because there's another special, special group of executive producers. We call them our Grand Poobas. This special group of people has a fez that they must wear whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. And at the same time. And they also have to drink a special orange concoction that only Todd knows the secret recipe. I'm looking at it right there. It's the worst bourbon ever made. Uh, are you saying that Cleveland bourbon whiskey is the worst bourbon ever made? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Goodbye, sponsor. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> So special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas, Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound. <laughs> Brian Robison. Jonathan Jerusik from 12th Hour Devices. Yeah. Corey Nigro. Michael Van Zant. Tim Nowak. Jonathan Daly. Martin Cliff. Sean S. Yes. Eddie Serratos. David Poe. Billy Spitfire. And Kevin B. B. Yes. Thank you so much, one and all, for uh, helping to keep this show afloat. Also, you know, you threw out uh, Tim Noack. That guy's been cranking out all kinds of great stuff. I need, it's, need to get him back on the show. Talk about all his new stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's a warning to you, Tim. Uh, thank you so much, 
as I mentioned, we need to find out where people can find, go buy the things that you're making, Zach. ZeroGiod.com. ZeroGiod.com. And Tony. Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the stuff that I do. I'll be happy to take very good care of you. Send me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. PickGuardian.com. Oh, gosh. John? So you can find me at uh, RareBuzzer.com. That's RareBuzz with an E-R at the end. At RareBuzzer on all the social media platforms. Instagram's the best place to find what's going on. Perfect. Jared? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at Jared.Brandon. No, dang it. You can find me at... Jared you can find me at dot Allen find, dot Brandon dot Jared dot Allen dot Brandon dot Jared dot Brandon. <laughs> Pretty much. You can find me at Jared. Go watch Jared's Allen movie on Gibson. Brandon. There, do that. Do that. I'm on the Gibson show. He's on the Gibson but show. But if you want to message me on Instagram, Jared dot Allen dot Brandon. Yeah, on Instagram. Right, right, okay. You can shoot me an, an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, uh, or direct on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you're doing, uh, anything that you particularly like or found of interest or even hate about the show. No. Uh, yeah, don't do that. There's I mean, not. but but do or don't. Yeah, it'll hurt Todd's feelings. Yeah, it, it won't, but it might. But uh, anyways, hey, your would you rathers. That, that last one we did, that was a pretty good one. And um, see if you can top it. I yeah, doubt that you can. I, and Bruce Bacon's been trying awful hard lately, and and all kinds of other people. Uh, so we want to thank Zach for stopping by. Thank you, Zach. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Continued success with your pedal company, Zero G, and uh, new pedals to come. And hey, everybody out there, have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe oh yeah wow (laughs) (laughs) this got off the rails i mean wait i had mute off because i i had to fart i had mute on (laughs) because i'm running english test Test. okay yes so test so so it's controlling the it's controlling the actual voltage tony's dying Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> he's actually dying. Uh, I, I need more bias. Yes, you do need more bias. My daughter's in the band and they make a fun of her. <laughs> make them leave. Hello. Do you get him, Jared? Hello. Stace. Hey, one Zach. More. Him, I'm okay. here. Hello. What? Hey. Uh. <laughs> Is it a Welcome, K? Zach. CK. CK. Welcome you know, to the show. Do you have show. any idea how many Zacks have been on this show? Probably Zach all of them. I, uh, I never want a vacation in a tropical paradise again because it's hell. Well, Humidity down there, I can't get. It's way too humid. Yeah. It rained all day the day of the wedding, and I had to wear the suit that day, and mm. it was the most humid <laughs> and the most <laughs> test. Test. Yes, we can hear you testing. I'm not going to say his name because I love him. He's a f- good friend of mine, but we used to make fun of him. F- I'm point the finger, and then you, then we want to hear him one at a time. But don't pull his finger. Don't pull my finger. Tell us. <laughs> <sighs> it's a lion. <sighs> of the season. 
Did you just throw that the suit away after you were done? <laughs> Peel Man, I wanted to. I just bought it. Mm. Uh, you so, know what would have been hilarious is if you if it would have cleared up all of a sudden, gotten hot, and the thing would have shrunk up on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it already looked like it did. <laughs> By the time I put it on, there is uh, somebody a get guy. the medical scissors. He's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna blow. suffocate. He's gonna blow. <laughs> has he taken? Has he taken any time? Any time to show? The barbershop version? What the hell is this? <laughs> hey, Shad. Right, anyways. Yeah, well, let's help. not get carried away. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lay off the ice cream, Jared. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the... Got- get to- get to- hey, it's me, Todd Novak. <laughs> Welcome to the guitar now. Do, do you want me to just do it? Hey, everybody. Good for bathrooms or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I just went in my pants. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. the, there was just a window instead of a, a wall that you couldn't see through. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.